Hey there, everybody. Welcome to Up All Night, a horror anthology podcast. My name is Cortland. With me today is the guy that has little tiny arms. It's Brandon. How you doing, Brandon? <laughs> hey, Cortland. I'm doing all right with my tiny little arms here. Good. I'm glad you hit the record button and we can do this. <laughs> I, it was difficult. Well, well. I had to use my nose. <laughs> Hold on one second. Headphones <laughs> broke again. <laughs> God damn it, Cortland. Uh, I think they're like on their way out the door or something here. Hold on. Yeah, I think you should get new ones. Nah, I'm too lazy for that. I'll just keep fixing these. Well, today, Brandon, we have a really special guest. We have uh, Adam from the Keenan and Kel podcast. How are you doing, Adam? Hey, I'm doing pretty good over here. Awesome. Calling you from sunny Philadelphia. Oh, my gosh. All I know about, well, <laughs> we already talked about what I know from Philadelphia. <laughs> It's Punxsutawney, man. Oh, yeah. I do love that. <laughs> Pennsylvania, but you got it. Yeah, right? I mean, you got Philly cheesesteaks. What more could you ask for, right? Uh, a predictive uh, groundhog that tells you what the weather's going to be. <laughs> well, Adam, you know, you, typically I ask Brandon what he's up to the, during the past week, but I think everybody knows at this point we're, we're really boring people. So, how's your week <laughs> yeah, going, Adam? Nothing. Anything cool happened to you lately? Uh, well, it's uh, all about the Good Burger 2 nowadays. Oh, my God. Currently filming in, uh, in Rhode Island, so uh, th- our jobs are cut out for us. Yes, we just covered Good Burger on a plot points a couple, couple weeks ago. Was it this yeah. Monday? It was this Monday, but, you know, at the time of this being out, it'll be a couple of weeks. Tell me everything. What do you What do you know about Good Burger 2, Adam? Talk. Tell us. I, I well, Dex is at it again. No, I, I <laughs> you know, it's uh, they're picking up the pieces after so long. They're, they, it's all like the writer strikes happening right now. So oh, we were damn. we were talking to we interviewed the writers a couple weeks back, Kevin and Heath, uh, at, like the guys who were behind all that, Keenan and Kel and yeah. Good Burger. And so they were like you know, talking about, how, oh yeah, we got to get all the stuff down on paper before before the strike kicks off and. Uh, now that that's now that's going on, it's like yeah, no, it's in Keenan and Kel's hands as actors, and they're wow. you know, they're driving okay. around town and new new uh, burger mobiles and oh all kinds gosh. of fun stuff. Wild! I can't believe that that's a real thing that's happening. I but love I'm excited because because I I looked at the cast list and it looks like Josh Server's back and um yep. uh, the girl that plays Monet um what is her name Char Jackson right? Monique Monique oh my gosh well. <laughs> Well, this is my one chance to flaunt my Keenan and Kel. No, I love it. I love it. Yeah, I'm not sure it's going to come up in the, our episode today. I saw you guys did uh, Sister Sister recently too, because Keenan and Kel were in an episode of Sister Sister, right? Yeah, yeah. But, uh, we so we uh, I think some we have an similar experience where we got through all the main series, and now it's like, all right, what else is there? So we've been finding stuff that Keenan and Kel guessed in, including Sister Sister, an episode that we did with our sister. Oh, I love that. Okay. It's okay. Um, we had the same problem because we were initially an Are You Afraid of the Dark podcast, and like, oh, spoilers, there's not over like an infinite amount of episodes of Are You Afraid of the Dark, so we had to we had to figure something out ourselves. But that's cool. I mean, hey, you know what? You can go over every single episode of SNL that Keenan's been in, right? Oh <laughs> you yeah, got plenty of content. I'll keep you busy for years, a while. Twenty years of content. <laughs> We're checking off everything that they're in together at the moment, but yeah, uh, no, we're gotcha. talking about that. <laughs> yeah, but exploring uh, snakes on a plane and Fat Alberts and. Oh my gosh, are you gonna get into um, Mystery Men? Is that the movie that Kel's in? Right, he's in that one. Yes, he is. Yeah, I can't wait. I love, love Mystery Men. I've never it's seen a great it. Movie. Brandon has. I've never seen it before. I remember the. I vividly remember the trailers for it though. So, can't wait. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. Imagine the trailers spanning an hour and a half. It's, it's pretty good. <laughs> well, here we're going pretty over. Good yeah, you could just go on YouTube and, and type in like Mystery Men trailer one and make an entire episode on that. Like you got content. You got content for days. <laughs> well, that's cool. I'm um so your your podcast, Keenan and Kel podcast, right? Yeah, Keenan and Kel with Adam and Aaron. If I may ask, what got you interested in doing a Keenan and Kel podcast? Uh so uh we kicked off uh, around the time the pandemic started, twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like we i was looking for ways to best spend our time and not go crazy uh so i i was always been keenan and kel was a series that was near and dear to me growing up and i was very looking up various review podcasts you know there's several shows that cover twilight zone Mm -hmm. and uh and other uh, famous staples no keenan and kel so i said this is a void let me do something fun with my brother and uh it kind of came out from there wow that's cool i'm it sounds very similar to what me and brandon did so <laughs> i hear that although there were a couple oh, yeah. of are you afraid of the dark podcasts going on when when we started things up i think we're one of the only ones that have actually finished the entire series though most of them don't make it past like the first season so yeah 
I've seen it too. That's that's always the the part of it. You wanna you wanna make sure you get done. You finish your mission statement. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. See, we were like, hey, even if nobody likes our show, we're gonna do it anyway. We're gonna assault the internet with our voices, <laughs> and uh, we'll see what happens. And and this led to this day, Adam, where you're on our show. <laughs> so we're here <laughs> talking about to this. some. Are you afraid of the dark? You, or, oh my god. <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> no. <laughs> Tales from. The Did Crypt. I watch the wrong episode? Yeah, we're actually talking about the Keenan and Kel episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark? No. Yeah. no. <laughs> uh, there's there's an episode called Tales from the Clip, which is a clip <laughs> show at the end of the series. Um. So we're talking about Tales from the Crypt. Adam, are, like, did you grow up watching Tales from the Crypt? Uh, I'll be honest, I did not. So this was uh, some fresh territory for me. That's okay, we didn't either. So this is all fresh for yeah. us, too. <laughs> okay, good. I, I, I watched a handful of, uh, well, plenty of Twilight Zone, uh, a handful of uh, Hitchcock Presents. Oh, I haven't seen that too, yet. So I, I'm familiar with the uh, the formats. Awesome. Well, I mean, hey, I, I take it we're both 90s kids. You know, Crypt Keeper was so high and oh my god well he probably was but he was in so much pop culture that you can't live life without knowing who the crypt keeper is right no yeah <laughs> you, you you need uh, knowledge of the crypt keeper to understand uh freaky friday references oh my god every time every time i think of crypt keeper i think of jamie lee curtis saying that she's a crypt keeper so yeah but we, we watched an episode here uh what's it called here judy you're not yourself today which spoilers they say like quite three a times title. in this episode but that's mm. beyond that well, Adam, what did you think about your your foray into Tales from the Crypt with Judy? You're not yourself today. This was a I'll call it a, a fun little adventure. Uh, it was not did not go the way I expected it to. Yeah, which is a uh, I, I think I was a more attuned to that kind of are you for the dark format of these. So the pacing threw me through a, like a loop in a good way, and I especially enjoyed the music, even though oh sometimes it drowned oh out the dialogue. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel the same. Brandon, what did you think about Judy? This was an interesting one. Uh, it, it was about maybe like 18 minutes into the episode before I was like, okay, I can see where they're going with this. Mm -hmm. And by that time, it was almost already done. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, it was it was interesting. And just a lot of choices, choices. idiosyncrasies with the characters that I was just like, I wonder why they made that decision. But we'll talk about that, I'm sure. Yeah, we got a weird cast of characters. This one, this episode is pretty silly, again, uh, which I didn't expect yeah. after having Bobcat Goldthwait in the last episode. So, Oh, no way. And spoilers, yeah, your boy Bobcat. He was in Are You Afraid of the Dark? And bam, he's in Tales from the Crypt. <laughs> I'm a, I'm aware of his uh, for Are You Afraid of the Dark episode. Oh, how, I gotta ask, how do you feel about the Tale of the Final Wish? I, uh, I'm i going to remain neutral. Oh, okay. It's one of me and Brandon's favorites, so... <laughs> yes. Uh, um, but, yeah, this one is so so odd. A lot of really weird character personalities here. Um, Francis Bay being Francis Bay is lovely, but, gosh, it's it's kind of campy. It's a kind of campy episode, you guys. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, no, it's uh, right in the middle of a tent <laughs> in, a, in a field, <laughs> yeah. it's fresh out of the summer. It's, uh, it's, I mean, our main characters go in and out of, like, British accents for no particular reason. Yeah, what is up with that? I, I don't know. They, they're role-playing it up, and our main character loves guns, and there's a witch. It, I don't know. It's crazy. You want to just talk <laughs> about it, you guys? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's talk into it. Okay. Well, our episode starts up with our best friend, the Crypt Keeper, and he's got a towel wrapped around the top of his head, and he lifts up his head from a little cushion, and he's covered in what i assumed was mud or something and he says oh hello there fright fans i've just been sitting here waiting for my blood pack to harden so i was wrong it was blood uh, once again as someone that that is uh mostly familiar with the crypt keeper keeper through uh freaky friday references mm -hmm. this is like spot on uh, oh he always starts off with like a face mask and like with my <laughs> yeah you were yes. like instinct you probably thought oh shit it's jamie lee Cur oh wait no it's not yeah <laughs> she got yeah wait yes it is i side note i love jamie lee curtis by the way oh she's amazing oh, i love her so much anyways <laughs> so he says my cosmetologist said I, I was starting to look a little lifeless and he giggles a little and he starts peeling away that mask which comes off this really easily then he holds up a little hand mirror saying much better huh which reminds me tonight's poison parable is about a couple who take their appearance very seriously needless to say they're gonna end up trying to save face I call this one Judy. You're not yourself today. Now, the picture for this one is pretty unique. I kind of like it a lot, actually. 
Um, in the foreground, there's a man with a shotgun, and he's wearing this tiger print clothing that looks insane mm. and gorgeous. When I saw it for the first time, I said, "I cannot wait to see this in this episode." <laughs> and it <laughs> and delivers, it you guys. It, it delivers, you guys. We haven't seen anything fabulous like this since that white coat, you know, uh, from Three's <laughs> Company or no, Three's a Crowd. Um, on his left is the big face of a woman with some very wide eyes. She looks like she's really excited about something, you guys probably this episode behind both of them is the menacing face of an old woman with a wicked <laughs> smile also it's francis bay <laughs> looks it's pretty amazing. cool i like this cover what do you guys think about it i think it's great yeah it looks amazing that face in the back is like mm, it's so good it's so francis beautiful. bay you know oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> now we fade into the episode and this jazzy piano song is playing oh man Oh, man. Just immediately start jamming. Adam, you talked about the music. Holy shit, this this episode goes hard with the jazz piano or some bullshit. I don't know. I love it. Yeah, there's only yeah. one track that I don't like. I'll, I'll point out when we get to it. But it's just like, yeah, almost at the, uh, sacrificing the audio of the actual <laughs> yeah. actors. Yeah. You know, there's a movie. Um, one of my favorite movies is Day of the Dead, the original from mm. 1985. And um, I could watch that movie on repeat, right? I watched it not too long ago. I was introducing some people to it. And I'm like, dude, the music in this movie is just so good. I love 80s synth music, you know? And the music in that, like, it's so loud sometimes that it really cuts into the audio. And I never noticed it until somebody pointed it out. Now I can't unnotice it. Oh, no. Yeah, I'm still cool with it, though, because the music's great. This intro, though, you guys, it goes on for, like, two full minutes. Like, we look at a picture that is essentially the tale of the Hungry Hounds. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Ugh, too much to our dis- discomfort there. And it's the most boring part of this episode, so that's fitting. It is. Like, literally, it's probably more than two two minutes long of us just looking at a picture of, of Hunger Hounds. And we, we pan over the camera. We look at some tchotchkes on the table. It's like some precious moments, if you will. I don't know. Somebody's grandma's stuff. Yeah. Pile of knickknacks. There's really not much to say about it. It just kind of keeps going with that music over it. But finally, after that shit, we're introduced to our to one of our main characters. It's Donald. I'm not. Ex- I'm not exactly sure what's up with Donald, but he's he's just really weird. We hear him say, "Die, Cretan," and he like racks a shotgun and points it at the camera. From the other room, a woman calls out that breakfast is served, and we zip to her, and she takes a little sip of tea and asks, "Donald, my darling, who in the devil are you talking to?" Because they're putting on these British accents right here. I don't know yeah. what's up with this. I, I will say that I was very happy to see a Carol Kane. Oh yes, yes, yeah, Carol <laughs> Kane as, as Judy. We'll talk. Oh, uh, we do IMDb at the end too. Oh, excellent. Not to like okay. be like, how dare you, Adam? But um, <laughs> yeah, we typically like we'll talk about the characters because Tales from the Crypt has a lot of famous people in it. Um, mm-hmm. so we, you know, if we recognize anybody like Bobcat, oh my gosh, you know, we talk about him. <laughs> but yeah, Carol Kane is in this episode, and I know Carol Kane best from Scrooged because I love that movie. I know well from a taxi, if you can believe it. I do. For some reason, yeah. I was on a taxi kick back in uh, high school. Oh, I love taxi. <laughs> so, it's good. It's good. Yeah. No, she played a Latka's wife, Simka. I think in Scrooge, she played Ghost of Christmas Present. He, she hits Bill Murray in the face with a toaster, I believe. We hear Donald in the other room just talking to himself, I guess. And, and then he pops up and he says, no one, dearest, no one at all. The woman, Judy, you know, played by Carol Kane, she stands up and she says, oh, Donald, sometimes I swear you're such an odd duck. And I agree. Donald strolls his way in with his shotgun saying, oh, perhaps I am. Just tell me you still love me, darling. And then they smooch on the lips. When the doorbell rings and Judy wonders aloud, who the devil it could be at this ungodly hour? She stands up and looks out the window and then whispers that it's some sort of solicitor at the door. Donald slams his hand on the table, breaking out of his British accent, which they both use when they're being fancy, I guess, and says, on a Saturday fucking morning, and he goes to the door, but stops back for a second to grab his shotgun, saying, big gun. Well, let me just say, I was, uh, again, I know you guys your history from uh, Are You Afraid of the Darkens and such, so I was very surprised to hear a such a outrageous F-bomb in the middle of this, oh, this scene. Oh, man, Adam, some of these episodes... Yeah, I'm still... Throws me off. It'd just be an f bomb or just a random titty, and I'm like, "Oh my god, yes!" <laughs> oh. This is on Nickelodeon. Oh wait, no, it's not. Adam, like, oh man, there's butt cheeks in some episodes. There's titties. Yeah, this is. We're not Sign in Nickelodeon anymore, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or Fox Kids, as we were at for a couple of years there. At the front door, Donald opens it up, yelling, "What? 
Well, it's a dude with a suit from the gun elimination activists for total international neutrality. And he stumbles a bit over that line because he is he has a gun pointed at his face. <laughs> it's a shotgun. Donald asks him, you want to run that mouthful by me one more time, pal? So the guy says, good morning, sir. But Donald yells, no, just the name. And the guy is startled. And he says the name of his company again, which is the Gun Elimination Legislation Activists for Total International Neutrality. Donald is all, gelatin? You're from from something called gelatin? And Judy walks over now saying, please forgive him. But Donald waves his hand away saying, honey, this is the man from gelatin. And he smiles saying, actually, there's enough in there someplace. Donald points the gun back at him and he's all, oh, well, maybe there's not, you know enough in there this is an awful scene i'm sorry i'm fucking this up so bad you guys <laughs> it doesn't here's the thing here's the thing it's like somebody's got a gun pointed at you Cortland. i i'm <laughs> here's the thing though this not none of this fucking matters <laughs> no bearing on the story yeah. at all you guys <laughs> well, yeah we're, we're setting the stage as you know donald's this uh big i call him conservative type uh, gun nut of sorts that has an adversary at the door in the shape of the someone that wants limits on guns. Exactly. Yeah. Which, for anyone, uh, is not something that you should be soliciting. Yeah. <laughs> no. It can only um, turn out bad. Donald was like Donald didn't give a shit who was at the door. He brought his gun with him, like no matter what, because it's Saturday. Yeah, it could have been a Girl Scout. Yeah, that's a good point. When I called you on Skype, Adam, I know you had that gun. Like, who is this? <laughs> <laughs> who is who is at this hour? <laughs> It's not goddamn Saturday morning. At this point, like, the guy's like, hey, can you get that gun out of my face? And Donald, he's all like, oh, pshaw, this thing isn't even loaded, see? And he points it right at Judy's head and pulls the fucking trigger with a click. Outrageous. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I was just like, what the fuck is this episode? Donald is literally Homer Simpson from the episode where he gets a gun and he's, like, using it to open beer cans and turn off light switches. Oh, my gosh. I forgot about that episode. He really is. <laughs> Judy screams at him and the guy yells that you could have shot her but Donald tells him look pal it's my constitutional right to hunt with a weapon Judy's had more than enough of this shit and ushers Donald back inside and starts to close the door but Donald peeks back out yelling oh, oh where were you during Vietnam and the guy tells him I was six years old at the time and Donald's all yeah likely excuse and slams the door <laughs> wild episode so far I don't understand Whew. we have so much to go yeah we do from this point, you can't you can't predict what's going to happen because none of this stuff has any bearing on the plot. Yeah, Frances Bay didn't even know what the fuck to do, so she just acts her heart out, and I love it. Back inside, Judy looks at herself in the mirror, and Donald walks up complaining about how gelatin always has nuts and fruits in it. Hmm. You guys think that's a? I think that was intentional. I think I think they built the the scene around that joke. I think so too. <laughs> but Judy stops yeah. that complaint, saying, "Donald, look at me. Do you see these? They're wrinkles." They're caused by stress. Do you know what causes stress? Having your husband pointing a gun at your head. That is what causes stress. I believe it. Yeah, I know, right? Donald kind of flips her hair a little, saying, Judy, you're not yourself today. Title drop. I know. Snap snap out of it. (laughs) Roll roll credits. (laughs) Uh, That'd be a weird episode, right? Just stop right here. That may not be the first time we hear that line, but it's definitely not the last. Wait, did I say that right? No, I didn't. (laughs) No. Sorry, Adam, you're... Seeing me at my worst, just I know worries. I will say this: uh, when he said that in that moment, I said, "Oh, this was my first kind of um, I call it a red herring." Where I'm like, "Oh, is there something up with Judy? Is she been hypnotized by some kind of magic into being with this guy who clearly doesn't love her?" Ooh, <laughs> like, okay, yeah, the first twist, right? I, I thought that that's what uh, was going on here, and she's like so, sort of breaking out of it or, or something, but uh, alas, that is not the plot of this episode. No, I didn't, my mind didn't go that way, but it, it's probably because I read like the little thing that says there's a witch involved, but um, mm. I can see why you went there, and I like it, but no, it's not. He tells Judy to snap out of it. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> Guys, I'm sharing. <laughs> he goes to walk away, and Judy follows saying, snap out of it. That's your answer for everything these days. Well, Donald... He's late for the gun club, so he ain't got time for none of this shit. And he starts lighting up a cigarette, and Judy yells at him about that since it'll fuck up her hair. Donald's all, don't smoke cigarettes. Don't point your gun at my head. My God, Judy. (laughs) You were standing right there, and I still don't think you get it. You can't let the whole world into your living room anymore. You can't even open the fucking door anymore. And if you do, I'm telling you, you better be ready for this. And he holds up a shotgun again, saying, this is being reckless. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, you guys. 
She whispers, Donald, you're so attractive when you're angry. And he's all, ah, well. And he stuffs that gun into a gun case and zips it up and saying, all right, well, I'm out of here. Ta-ta, cheerio. I'm all over the place, you guys, and I apologize for that. I don't know what the hell is wrong with me. It's all right, Cortland. You'll edit this and you'll sound beautiful. That's the goal. You'll be disoriented by the uh, the loud music. Like this is is very hard to understand what they were saying in this yeah. particular scene. I know this part. The music was just like. Burr, 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 burr. But I like the music better more than the dialogue, so I was okay with it. <laughs> yeah, I do love that they slip into the British accent kind of shit again. I think it's cute, but also it's awful because you know they're terrible so far. Yeah, it's just a funny little character trait. I don't know why. I don't either. I don't know what the what the choices were with this one, but they they did it. Yeah. Yeah. There's not really a, a message in it either. This is a very American character. I'm surprised he's not speaking with a Southern accent, Donald. Yeah, I get yeah. you there. And um, one of the fun things I guess about Tales from the Crypt is that it's a lot more like moral heavy than like Are You Afraid of the Dark? <laughs> it's yeah, kind of in your that. face compared to Are You Afraid of the Dark, which is interesting. <laughs> that's a kid's show. <laughs> there should be yeah, morals in it. I think it. that would be like Mother Goose with ghosts. But <laughs> yeah. this show yeah, is they, more. Yeah. They, this show constantly tells me not to kill people. And I'm like, oh, all right. Crypt Keeper's just trying to make you a better person. <laughs> he, 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 Donald shouts, it's a fucking Saturday morning. And then he's like, but don't kill. But, uh, you know, killing's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's our. For now, anyway. Yeah. A little later, we see Judy walking down some stairs, and she grabs some lotion, and she puts it on her hands when the doorbell rings. And she complains, saying, oh, no, not again. And she walks over and looks through the people, saying, yes. And we see outside that Frances Bay is there with a cigarette in her mouth. And she looks up, saying, hi, I'm from Avatar Cosmetics. We spoke. Judy's all, we did? And this old lady nods her head and says, sure, we sure did, over the phone. So Judy opens up the door a little bit to look outside, but it's locked with like a lock and chain, so she only opens up a little bit. This old woman's all, uh... This is, uh... 300 Chatsworth. Judy says, yeah, that's that's this place. I must say, though, I haven't heard of Avatar Cosmetics before, my good woman. So at this point, the old woman character, she never gets a name. No. no. The IMDb credit for Francis Bay is just witch. So spoilers there. Um, I, I think I just refer to her as like the old woman for a while. I, I don't know about you guys. Accurate. I was very thrown off by the name Avatar Cosmetics because that it's so much different context nowadays. I'm like, oh, well, you so you paint people's like faces blue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. You, you like put you put arrows on their head. Like what what do you do here? I love it. I would have an arrow pointed yeah. on my head. Honestly, <laughs> I have a Avatar like art behind me. So <laughs> not oh, not very cool. Avatar Last Airbender, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> The old woman takes off her glasses with a sigh, saying, oh, I see. And Judy unlocks that door, and she walks out asking, you know, should I have heard of that? Should we have talked? And the old lady turns around with a smile, saying, how long have you had that uh, problem with this pause? And Judy touches her face, saying, oh, I don't know. So the woman tells her, well, anyway, I'm sorry I disturbed you. And she turns to walk away, but Judy stops her, saying, wait, what if I was interested in purchasing one of your products, say, for my pores? And Francis Bay laughs at her, saying, it's not possible, since they have a very select clientele. Judy walks towards her, saying, well, I mean, I could pay you in cash so nobody has to know. So the old woman thinks for a second and then asks, when is your husband due back? I mean, surely a good looking woman like you has a handsome husband. As a matter of fact, though, you guys, Judy does. It's Donald. And he won't be home for hours and hours. Plenty of time for them to have a lovely little chat, you know? Mm-hmm. And they they walk into the house. In the living room, the old lady takes off her hat as Judy comments on her unusual jewelry. Because Frances Bay here oh has, God. like, um, every piece of jewelry imaginable wrapped around her body. <laughs> yeah, she's got swag for days. Mm-hmm. She's covered in, like, 30 pounds of gold chains. She's dripping in gold, you guys. <laughs> yeah, she's looking gangsta as hell. She's got bling on the wrists. Like, you know, several... <laughs> fingers can't move because of no, all the rings yeah she could be melted down into a gold bar she's got a clock like flavor flav <laughs> basically she got two of them actually. always knows what time it is that <laughs> that witch judy comments on how unusual her jewelry is asking if it's a bole j and i'm old so i don't know what the fuck that is so i don't know no. the oldies all not junk but judy just fucking loves it especially that fucking sparkly one you guys 
and the lady lifts up a gaudy necklace with a big opal or something in the middle of it. Saying, so ugly. Oh, yeah. Women with taste usually do love this shit. I, I read the piece of jewelry as like almost like a silver mirror with like some you know diamonds sticking out the side of it. I think I, to me that makes a, little, a lot of sense. Yeah. Like mirror aesthetic. Yeah. I yeah. Agree. But yeah. also Judy's taste is gaudy trash mm-hmm. like mm. their their dining room that she was sitting in at the beginning of the room has like 20 different clashing patterns there's like <laughs> animal true. prints and polka dots and flowers and knickknacks too yeah and so the knickknacks knick-knack. she, she's got no taste i hope nobody girl. shoots those knickknacks you guys Whew. they're probably <laughs> precious judy thinks that that shit is absolutely gorge though so the old lady hands it to her to try it on and judy does just that looking at it in the mirror some trumpety synth music starts playing, and we see the old this is woman. The, the track I, I do not dig. I just want to throw it out there. <laughs> it's, it's an interesting <laughs> choice. Yeah. Uh, what's it? Uh, Carol Kane was also in uh, Princess Bride. Plays. Uh, what's it? Oh, was she? Uh, Miracle Max's uh, wife. Yes. And uh, that's another movie where that I think the trumpety synth it goes a little too too wrong to me. The old woman. She has another necklace on, like a kind of like a mirror necklace to it. And it's around her neck, and it starts to glow teal as she says, You know, as I said before, you really are quite beautiful. Judy's all, Oh, thanks, girl. And the old lady <laughs> says, got a great ass. Honey. And she'll like it even better when it's hers. She's got a great ass. <laughs> yeah, once again, I, I, my, I was like, Whoa, I forgot. <laughs> I keep forgetting because my, my, my sensibilities are so, are you afraid of the dark? They're so Nickelodeon. I get it. We were there, yeah. man. <laughs> This ominous green light lights up Judy in the old lady's face, and Judy starts grabbing at her face and screaming, and suddenly there's just, like, this really bright white flash of light. And now we're over with Donald, and he's dancing around with his gun case and walking up to his front door. <laughs> it's my favorite scene of this episode. He just, uh, he's just dancing with it. He's just doing gun ballet. It's beautiful. <laughs> he's so happy. He really is. He's in his element. He enters the house calling for Judy and sets down his keys. And he looks around for a few seconds and some waltzy music starts playing. I, I don't know. This, I just keep bringing up the music, which means I have to cut it into the episode. Yeah, it's very prevalent. You can't ignore it in this episode. <laughs> it was the first full two minutes of the episode. So, yeah, they, they were very proud of this music. He finds the old woman's hat on the table and he pops it back down. And then out of nowhere, the old woman <laughs> jumps up and wraps her arms around his neck. What a great way to say hello. <laughs> I I was I knew you were gonna say something about it. Like it's so odd. Why doesn't she just say, yeah. Hey Donald, it's me, your girl? But no. <laughs> yeah. She strangles she, instead him. She attacks instead. him, ambushes him. <laughs> yeah, uh, start by talking him to him from another room. A guy who let always know, has guns. is startling. <laughs> there's something there's different different things are happening here. I know you love guns and are strapped at all times. Be careful. <laughs> nah, she goes the uh, assassin route, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Donald grabs her and she says, help me. And he sees that old face and drops her to the ground and then demands to know where his wife is. And the old woman's all, Donald, no, it's me, Judy. He doesn't believe her. So he gets on top of her and starts strangling her, asking where his wife is. And she tries to prove that she's his wife by like, Going over, you know, when they were married, which was July 12, 1979, you guys. Then he asked her a whole Good bunch of questions, just kind of like rapid fire. What was the name of their church? The name of their minister? How many bridesmaids? Who walked her down the aisle? Where they spent their honeymoon? It's really fun because, like, she answers them so quickly and without hesitation. It was cute. Except for, you know, he's strangling her. Donald still can't believe it for a moment, <laughs> yelling, oh, come on. How could you know all that? And the old woman sits up saying, it's me. I'm your wife. My body was stolen. But then the phone rings, so Donald ignores her and just answers the phone. And he says, hello? And on the other end, there's a man asking if he and Judy had a fight today because Judy's at the train station drinking a whole bunch of gin and tonics. And when I sat down next to her, she told me to go to hell like she knew the way. <laughs> yeah, that's my favorite line of the episode. Like, I'm like, damn, that's, that's badass. Like, whoa. whoa. <laughs> <laughs> We so like we're at the train station with the man as he's on the phone and he like backs up a little bit and we see that Judy's there and her hair is down and all teased up and the man says Judy is not herself today mm-hmm. back with Donald he says the train station huh okay thanks Joe oh Joe don't call my wife an old lady and I don't 
Did he ever say that? I don't think he did, but... I think he said, uh, your old no, lady's here. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. In the way, like, your wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was kind of... I don't know, that joke was me. Uh, I think the joke is so that he's like, don't call her an old lady as she's there. Uh, being in the shape lady. of an old lady. <laughs> yeah. He tells old lady Judy to get up and get her coat on, so <laughs> she walks over to the closet. And she's all like, oh, does this one go with my new body or whatever? And Donald slams the door and locks it in her face. And old Judy starts banging on the door asking, what? Let me out. And we see Donald load a shotgun. I'm sorry. He loads a handgun. My apologies. Guns are beyond me. Whatever. They're all guns. <laughs> <laughs> Donald is very tricky in this episode. Yeah. Yes. This, uh, I, the episode put pit me against Donald. I was not on his side initially. But this little kind of hero arc that he has in the middle here, like I'm, I kind, he kind of wins me over a little bit briefly. Yes. Yep. I, that's how I felt too. And, um. I, I couldn't agree more. Over at the train station, we see imposter Judy checking out her hair in a mirror and smoking a cigarette. When up walks Donald, and he just kind of stares at her. Fake Judy takes notice and rolls her eyes a little, and she turns around and blows some smoke in his face and walks away. And Donald just kind of stares at her for a moment, and then we mm-hmm. cut back to the real Judy banging on the door, calling out, like, hey, this isn't how you treat your wife. Yeah, that scene of them just, like, looking at each other in the mirror in the, in the train station, that... I was expecting that to be the whole, like, rest of the episode, is a back-and-forth struggle, and, like, you know, oh, you're, she's not acting like herself, she's getting into all kinds of mischief, and he's fi- fi- trying to find and, and try out ways to, like, trick her and, and get her back, and, and so, but it's it's just that moment at the mirror, and I just picked up these cigarettes, because she was getting mad at him in the house about smoking cigarettes, and now oh, I didn't her, think, think of that. she's not herself, and she's smoking, too. Mm. Here, so... Uh, let me go a little bit further in, and then I'll say kind of what I thought the episode was going to yeah, sure. do. Um, back at the station, we hear that Imposter Judy's train's ready to go. And uh, with Donald, he's, he's still just staring at her, and then looks at a newspaper that somebody's holding with the headline, Relieved Woman Claims, Cancerous Tumor, Actually Healthy Set of Twins. Well, that's a relief. <laughs> I know, right? This gives Donald an idea, and he runs up to Judy saying, I can't let you do it. You can't run away from it. Don't you see, honey? And he gives her a hug as fake Judy calls him an asshole. And she steps past him, but he turns her around saying, Judy, you've got to face up to what the cancer is spreading. And Big Judy rips off her sunglasses, yelling, What are you talking about? And Donald's all, You know there's no hope for remission. It's just a matter of time. Don't spend your last few weeks without me. And fake Judy stares at him for a second and then takes a step back and starts to glow all green again. And there's a big white flash. And then Judy's just kind of on the ground. And Donald reaches for her and she hugs him and smooches him a bunch. And Donald uh, stops her saying, wait, it's not over yet. And then they run out of there. I thought this episode. So smart. Yeah. When he did this, when he concocted yeah. that plan, like immediately, I was like, oh, shit. OK, Donald, because I thought this episode was going to be like Donald chasing after this new Judy being like, oh, it's the new model. I like her better mm-hmm. kind of thing. Oh, wow. yeah. That's where I thought at this point. Thought it was going to be like, you know, you get a, a, a new woman, but also not really. It's like cheating, but. <laughs> Yeah. Even the Maybe line, uh, wait, it's not over yet, is like, like basically end of second act going into third. Oh, they go back to the house and they got to like fight the witch who's who's doing things. Maybe she's taking over other people. And mm-hmm. that's what I was expecting way later in the game. So the fact that we're happen- doing this at like halftime, I'm like, what? What's I don't. Up? Yeah, this episode really moves, which is funny because, the, like I said, the first two minutes was literally nothing. And then all this <sighs> the happens paint. like we're like 10 minutes into the episode. We still have like half the episode to go. Uh-huh. But yeah, I was I was pretty proud of Donald for, you know, staying faithful and coming up with that great idea off the bat and it working. Look, Donald and Judy are both insane in their own ways, mm-hmm. but it seems like they actually have a good marriage and that they love each other. Yeah. He may point guns at her or whatever. And cl- but... Yeah, and shoot a shotgun at her. But head, in his but... mind, it's innocent. I think their shared ground is about appearances. Uh, Judy is very focused on the kind of the stuff that she surrounds herself with, like, you know, how she uh, appears to to others with the house that she presents, her cosmetic stuff. Mm -hmm. While Donald's very much about, like, I am, uh, you know, I'm an American man. I got all the, I got my guns and this is my personality traits. He's an alpha male, yeah. He's an alpha male, (laughs) yeah. And that's, uh, so I I think that that's, uh, they both are obsessed with their their appearances so much so that they've, kind of paired up together they deserve each other (laughs) yes exactly well next up we see them drive recklessly to their home because they're just kind of all over the road 
and we hear the old woman inside yelling to let him out of the goddamn closet. They head inside, and Donald pulls out his gun, and the woman yells a bunch more for them to unlock the door. And then she hears the gun click, and she kind of goes silent for a second here. Donald's all, oh, not so tough now, are ya? But she starts to growl, right? And the, <laughs> But she starts to growl and try the door again, and it scares Donald, who just starts firing his gun wildly in their home. <laughs> He shoots the ceiling. So funny. He shoots a, a bunch of angel figurines. I was cracking up with him. He was just just letting oh loose all gosh. over the place. This this for all wild. his talk, he's just so it, it, so lame. We're talking about appearances. Yeah, under the, yeah. the cover, he's just uh he doesn't know what what in the world he's doing with this this weapon of death. Right. No, he's never used a gun before in his life, and it shows. <laughs> he shoots a picture frame off the wall, but he does shoot the door. He shoots the closet door. And the old woman collapses out of the closet and fucking dies. And Donald just yeah. keeps trying to shoot her over and over again, but it just clicks a bunch. And this man, this man's acting, you guys, it is something else. <laughs> what a what a rush! He's like was. he's like straight Jim Carrey about this shit. <laughs> <laughs> he's all, oh my god, that was great. <laughs> he gets all giddy, yelling, "What a rush! Blam, blam, blam!" <laughs> <laughs> I blew her away. <laughs> I love He's it. Ch- channeling is uh, Bruce Campbell in this like, yeah. moment. Yeah, yeah. Now that the old lady, the scary old lady, is dead, he can go back to <laughs> pretending to be tough. It's so funny. Mm-hmm. I, I just this whole thing. Like he's all like, bam, bam, blam. She's dead. <laughs> then gotcha. He, then he sighs, saying, "And I feel, well, I feel so alive." And Judy gets turned on by this murder, and she's saying, "Oh, it's so thrilling. She feels so helpless, and yet." So, and they hug and they smooch. I have my How notes come here. the British accents? Just again. outrageous. Yeah, they get the fancy, fancy British accents again. Over in the basement, we see Donald digging a shallow grave, and he gets up out of it, and then he rolls poor Francis Bay into it and scoops some more dirt on top of her. Mm-hmm. Francis Bay here, she just rolls face first right into this grave, and it's great. Yeah, like. <laughs> She's still an old woman. That looks uncomfortable. <laughs> I know it's a little weird that he didn't, like, she's clearly, like, decked out head to toe with jewelry still. And he's like, you know, nope, no, don't want any of that. No, yeah, they just... He's not a thief. Yeah, I guess greed <laughs> yeah. isn't one of his, his flaws. It's all pride, ain't right? I love it. It's so outrageous. I was like, shit, mm. we got a good episode for Adam here. <laughs> Again, we're at like, you know, uh, 18 minutes in. I'm like, what is what is going to happen now? This is, I, this is weird that it's over already. Yeah, they go in the house and their main point of conflict just gets blown away. And I'm like, fuck, there's still like 15 minutes left of this damn episode. What's next? <laughs> exactly, yeah. We're upstairs in their room now, and Judy, she's looking into a safe in the wall that has that necklace that she just loves so much in there, and she just looks so entranced by it. And Donald pops up asking, what's all the hub over here? And Judy tells him, this necklace is just so damn beautiful. Do we have to keep so it locked ugly. up in here? Shut up, Brand. It's gorgeous. <laughs> Donald's all, where you want to keep it? Under your pillow? We shouldn't even have that thing. I tried melting it crushing it you just cannot destroy it so judy she's still entranced by the thing asks if they could just i don't know keep it on the vanity or the nightstand or something someplace that they could just look at it all the time donald tells her no and slams the safe closed and hangs a picture up to hide it interestingly you know his thing is guns we see that there's like this human-sized target behind them in their room where they're sleeping yeah yeah, so what, does he just wake up every morning, fire a couple shots at it? I think so. <laughs> Misses wildly. Yeah, there's no bullet holes in it, so yeah, he doesn't even... <laughs> and and I just think it's so funny, too, because like their neighbors don't complain that like um, this guy I, just I was... shot a whole bunch of shit, but... Yeah, I was gonna say in a in a I guess a Hitchcock presents it'd be like the I was expecting the police to show up and be like you know like what's going on here you just killed an old lady like and some kind of consequence but it's just, just not a piece of the story. No, nobody cares. Nobody knows who that old lady is. Nobody's looking for her. I don't. I don't know. He didn't have to bury her. She could just stay there on the carpet all day. <laughs> the police in Tales from the Crypt so far have been universally terrible at their jobs oh okay they have so donald tells her you know babe you got a witch buried in your basement you got to get a grip on reality and he walks away and judy looks around for a moment and then walks over to her little i don't know beauty section of the room and she puts on more lotion lotion solves Mm -hmm. everything that's actually the moral story 
We time travel three months later and hear someone snoring as the camera slowly pans us down to show Donald in bed. And he's wearing that ridiculous tiger print pajamas and I am here for it. Yeah, gorgeous. <laughs> it's a great look. I, I want to pair myself. Girl, me too. <laughs> <laughs> the camera keeps panning and we see that Judy isn't sleeping very well. She snaps awake with a little yelp and slowly sits up in bed, staring at the safe in the wall. And she gets up and sashays her way to that safe. She opens that shit up, and we see a green glow shimmer on her face. Suddenly, Donald snaps awake with a little scream, and he notices that Judy isn't in bed, and then gets startled by Judy, making a bunch of noise and walking over with a smile. Also, he grabs and points a gun at her. <laughs> <laughs> Judy's all, of course he does. it's just me, girl. And Donald sighs, saying that these nightmares must be contagious. What are you doing anyway? Now, Judy, who's clutching a blanket to the area where, like, I don't know, a necklace of sorts would rest, <laughs> says that she was cold. But then, uh, but she's like, uh, but what were you dreaming about? And Donald tells her the same thing that's been bothering her, that moldy old bitch we got buried in the basement. You know, I've been thinking, maybe we'll dig her up. And Judy's all, in the middle of the night? But Donnie tells her, nah, not right now, but I just thought it'd help with the nightmares if we buried her someplace else. And he gets up and Judy puts her arms around him saying that, They'll go away. It just takes a little bit of time. Mine aren't so bad anymore. And Donald tells her, oh, okay. Well, anyway, I'm going to go get a glass of milk. <laughs> He's thirsty. We walk downstairs with Donald, who walks into a door. And the door wobbles open a little bit further to reveal a decrepit-looking old woman who calls out for help. Is this technically a zombie, Cortland? Yeah, I, I'm thinking this is our third zombie episode. Yeah. All right, it's going on the list. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> There's a zombie. I love zombies. I yeah, just all of a sudden, zombie. If you didn't know where this episode was going, how do you it's guys, zombies. How do you guys feel about the makeup? Uh, I think it's a, a, a neat look. Eh. Is this a true fact in the Tales of the Crypt universe? You get buried for three months, you come back as a zombie? Like, you don't, no one becomes a skeleton? Well, actually, Adam, uh, a couple of episodes ago, we had a zombie that came back much more decrepit than this after just a week. So yeah, <laughs> it just, she probably it put varies. on some lotion before she died. <laughs> you know, <laughs> all that gaudy jewelry yeah. um, stopped the decaying process for a minute there. She, she did work for a cosmetic company. At yes, least the gold name. absorbs the bacteria. <laughs> yeah, it's very antimicrobial. Um, yeah. Anyway, how do you guys feel about the, the makeup here? Because I will say this is probably it's a quite a bit different than the past two zombies we've had because there's no skeletal features. It's just kind of like green and kind of wicked witch of the west kind of thing going on yeah it's it's the worst of the zombie makeup we've seen do you guys think it's actually francis bay under all that makeup no i don't either i do not think so okay i'm glad we're in agreement here i, I think she has such an elaborate outfit so you can place it on someone else dressed as a zombie and you know who it is i agree donald screams as the old woman grabs him and she gets pushed to the ground and donald races over to grab a power drill for a second because that's a funny gag and he slaps that down because he thought it was a gun and he turns on the lights and struggles to find one of his billion guns in his house. <laughs> Silly music starts playing as he slams his gun case to the ground and finally finds a gun. The sloppy old woman crawls her way to him and he jumps up and points the gun at her. Then he turns because Judy is walking down the stairs with a big floppy hat on and a suitcase. And he's all, Judy? And Judy looks at him for a second and then snaps into a scream as she sees that old woman with the decaying makeup on. And the old woman calls out for help from Donald, saying that she switched bodies again. It's totally me. It's Judy. Oh, you guys, we got like a, we got like an Are You Afraid of the Dark? The Tale of the Chameleon situation going on right now. It's T and Tamara again. Yeah. Which one do I shoot? Which one do I shoot? <laughs> Both of them. Which one's getting the hose? <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter which one he tries to shoot. He's such a bad aim. He'll get them both anyway. Good yeah, point. That's a good point. Yeah. Judy walks down from the stairs saying, no, don't let her take my beautiful body. Shoot it, Donald. Don't be fooled. And the old woman tells him, no, I'm your wife. I'm Judy. And we look at Donald, who's just looking back and forth with this dumb as hell expression on his face as the two just yell that, like, no, I'm Judy. Until they just stare at each other for a moment. <laughs> Donald calls out, Judy. And the two ladies look at him. Pull the jagger on the front and wait for me. This could get messy. Not old lady Judy snatches those keys with a smile and turns to run away, like the one that has the real body. But Donald stops her saying, Judy. Yes, honey? We don't have a jag yet, honey. 
and points the gun at her. Then he grabs and struggles with the fake Judy. He says, do that body switcheroo one more time for me. And the old lady Judy tells Donald to be careful because she bruises easily. (laughs) And I just thought that was great. And Donald looks at her saying, what? And then fake Judy gets the upper hand a little bit until there's a gunshot and fake Judy gets shot in the belly. And by fake Judy, I mean the witch in new Judy's body. Young Judy body gets yeah. shot. Yes. Normal Judy, but witch Judy. Normal Judy exterior, witch Judy interior. <laughs> which, which, but which Judy? I don't know. What? Which Judy which, is which? Which Judy <laughs> gets shot? You know what? Let's find out. They collapse to the ground and fake Judy pulls out the necklace saying, your wish is my command. And we see this green glow happen again. And Donald reaches out for dead looking Judy and there's this white flash and he looks over at the old lady but she is gone and there's just a dying judy on the ground because she just got shot what a witch bitch he said it donald lifts up her head telling her to hang on and judy asks does the nra handbook suggest what you do now and then judy fucking dies you guys (laughs) that's her last words on earth Oh, boy. We stay with Donald here as he realizes that Judy is dead, so he gets all British again, saying, Oh, no, darling, it can't be so. Say it isn't so. And then he says, Bond. James Bond. And looks at his gun. (laughs) He's just, like, breaking down is how I interpret that. I don't know. He also says, I've been a naughty boy. Yeah, he does. And then he screams. And, uh, like, I appreciate that he, like, you know, loves Judy and stuff. But what the hell is going through this man's mind? What did they write for him here? Like, I don't get it. Well, I think the the James Bond reference is, like, is kind of how he wants to see himself with a gun. He wants to be the cool, suave spy type. (laughs) That kind of British hero, even. Uh, that that does that kind of stuff, uh, but he's not that kind of cool guy with a gun. Instead, he is no. a monster that's killed his wife. He has a not cool guy in beautiful tiger pajamas. Oh man, yeah, he's technically killed two people now. <laughs> he's a yeah, murderer. He may be a serial murderer. Well, that fades us out of the episode, and back with Crypty, he's got a little necklace on now too, and he says, "I still think diamonds are a girl's best friend." You'll be glad to know that the witch gave up door-to-door sales and joined the peace corps and he giggles because that was a good one poor donald you can't really blame him he was only trying to give his marriage a shot in the arm and he lifts up a little gun and he shoots it and in the leg and in the head and he shoots that a few more times laughing about it sometimes crypty really cracks himself up you guys until next time kitties pleasant screams and he points the gun right at his dome and the episode fades away but we do hear one last gunshot so i guess that's the end of the crypt keeper and the end of the episode. <laughs> so I, I want to ask, you guys have seen two seasons worth of uh, uh, Tales from the Crypt. How often does the Crypt Keeper shoot himself in the head? Um, well... He's hung himself. He's hung himself. He has electrocuted himself. Oh, okay. So every every episode he kills himself. Uh, for most Ish. of the time. One time he, he looked at a mirror and it cracked and he went, Bleh! which was pretty great. <laughs> Uh, he shoot a cat off of a door or uh, off of a table one time. That was fun. It is a crazy image to end the, the show on. Is <laughs> the, the host shooting, pointing a gun at their head? It's great. I I do have to say the the Crypt Keeper puppet is just so it's so good. They did a great mm-hmm. job with it. I'm sure he'll kill himself a lot more in the coming seven oh, yeah. seasons of this show. <laughs> but uh, yeah, anyway, that was um that was Judy. You're not yourself today. Um, what'd you guys think like overall how'd you like it i enjoyed it yeah like i said i was there's a lot of twists and turns that i was kind of along the ride for uh at the end um i i feel like judy's motivations could have been a little little different she's (laughs) she's entranced by this like you know i guess um enchanted piece of jewelry that she had and she has to try it on again i almost wish that they understood the mechanics of the kind of magic necklace because I could see her being like, uh, we established a point early in the, the show that we don't really come back to too often about how she's obsessed with her image or cosmetics mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that. But if she sees that and says, oh, wait a second, maybe the witch was on to something. Maybe I can use this device to stay young forever. Oh, yeah. They don't really, they don't explore that side of things. And they could have. No, not at all. 
that could be a really cool thing. And you can even multiply that by the uh, the ending that we do have, uh, where it's a very, it's an anti-gun message. It, it's, in our current day and age, a, a needed one <laughs> that, that should be out there a little more often. Um, but uh, yeah. in this right. uh, in this tale, yeah. it's, we, we've all heard it before. We've all seen the, the Gargoyles family specials with like, you know, gun guns bad. <laughs> I was interested to see, like, what if he, what if the ending, Donald shoots uh, uh, Judy's body, she dies, but before switching. Yeah, um, I mean, she could have, like, done something where she switched with Donald or something like that, too, just so she's still not herself at the end of it. Or it ends with Judy's now trapped in this decayed zombie witch body. Yes. Like, someone that's obsessed with uh, cosmetics has gone, led them into this problem, now has to be faced with this. Well, we did have an episode in season one where essentially that happened, so... Ah, okay. So so I'm behind the curve, then. A little... That's okay. It's all right. This is actually funny enough, like, the season two, episode one was called... Or, no, I'm sorry. Season two, episode two was called The Switch, so we've actually already gotten a body switch episode in the season two. Um, um, it was done a little bit differently because it was directed by Arnold Schwarzenegger. So, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He, he, uh, he's, he's famous for not doing anything with guns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So I get the end uh, the the gun angle then is in this uh, take on the tale. Yeah. I got to say, I like this episode. I can see that fans of the show probably wouldn't care for this one so much because they don't have the weird sense of humor that we do with the campiness and all that. Um, in fact, yeah, I, it's not a great story, but it's not boring. You can definitely say right. that about it. I mean, it just kind of keeps going and you're like, what the hell is going to happen next? I was looking at um, the IMDb page for this one and they have reviews at the bottom and one of them was a one star review and they said like, oh, I hated the overacting and stuff. And I'm like, I think it's on what? point. I'm good with it. <laughs> that is what makes this worth watching. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, that's kind of Judy. You're not yourself today. Let's go into some morals here. Do you guys, what did you collect from this episode? Hmm. What What are you going to take with you tomorrow into this episode? I got, here's what I got. Don't fuck with Frances Bay. Yeah, that old bag. She's, Don't steal uh, her rye bread. She's tough. <laughs> Don't let her into your house. She just wants your ass, okay? Yeah, uh, the, I guess the villain of this movie in a large way is Vanity. Like I said, both these two characters were obsessed with their appearances and how they looked. If she didn't invite the cosmetic lady inside and kind of fall for a scam, this wouldn't be an issue. But uh, I'm certain their their marriage wasn't destined for great things with uh, the way that um, Donald uh, touts about his guns and, and stuff. This was yeah, this was she was definitely getting shot anyway. <laughs> yeah, right. Hey, she lasted 11 years so far, you guys. It's a pretty good track record. Yeah, no, this was this was bound to happen. I would say it's not even a message of gun safety. It's about not, not being uh, fanatical about things that uh, the end message, the very last shot. It's like there's no this is a tool that can immediately kill you. There's no yeah. quick action. There, if uh, Donald was obsessed with swords and said if, if every gun in this movie shows a sword, she, Judy might have a chance at the end. Yeah, yeah, you don't you don't never mind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a that's a me thing I'm, I'm a big i'm big on fantasy versus the the modern crime so if you're gonna start an anti-gun organization come up with a better acronym than gelatin yeah. and don't door-to-door solicit don't, <laughs> yeah that's ask. a bad idea in general <laughs> don't go up to the people that are like they're taking my guns away and knock on their door and be like hey i want to take your guns <laughs> i want to be everything that you fear <laughs> not not a good plan um let's see the the episode title judy you're not yourself today i mean they say it like three times in this episode so i guess it fits. such a mouthful though it really it's is yeah it's kind of like dig that cat he's real gone because that was another episode and that one <laughs> oh, yeah wow. yeah um you know this this one could just be called something simple like um i don't know the switch <laughs> <laughs> yeah freaky friday Ooh, yeah Ooh, i love it you could just say something like the witch, you know. I wrote down a as, as a potential title, Judy in the closet with diamonds. Oh, that'd be perfect. I would oh, take it. I mean, it's beautiful. still a mouthful, but I love it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a mouthful. That's also a reference. Hey, let me see. So you guys want to meet this cast here on IMDb? We got like three characters. They're the only ones that really yeah. matter. Who are all these three people? Let's yeah, take a me. look here. Well, let's go with Frances Bay first because she must have gotten paid the most to be in this episode because she's first on the list. The late Francis Bay, I have to say, passed away in 2011. So rest in peace, Francis Bay. 
We've already said it a couple of times. She is the grandmother in in Happy Gilmore. She was in Seinfeld. She got mugged by Jerry Seinfeld for some marble rye. Um, but she's been in a lot of other things, too. I mean, she started things off in 1976 with uh, an episode of Kojak. And then she was in the Mary, Mary Tyler Moore show. So, yeah, starting things strong, I guess. She was in Chips and The Dukes of Hazard, Days of Our Lives. Like, she was in a lot of stuff. Family Ties um blue velvet i said that like i know what it is she was in big top peewee it's a david lynch movie oh i guess it is a movie i thought it was a tv series um what else was she in here the karate kid part three you guys she was in there yeah critters three matlock Ooh, that's one of the best critters <laughs> i've never seen any of the critters movies. uh stranger than fiction she was in that a lot of stuff she was in twin yeah. peaks the missing pieces in 2014 you yep. know she died She's in 2011. Good. good stuff. I love her. I can't say anything but great things about Frances Bay, especially after seeing like her character in Seinfeld versus how silly she is in this episode. She's got quite a range. I like it. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Next up, we have uh, Carol Kane, who played mm-hmm. Judy. Yeah, I was dropping a couple of these earlier. She was she was in the Taxi series. Yeah. Uh, yeah, as well as uh, your Princess Bride. Mm-hmm. She was in Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy. You guys remember that show? I did, yeah. Uh, she, uh, it looks like she did voices on a couple cartoons and series for a period of time. Oh, she's act- still active, you know. She played Emily yeah. Dickinson's trophy in Hey Arnold. <laughs> <laughs> of uh, course. <laughs> <laughs> she started things off back in 1971 with Carnal Knowledge. And uh, she was in the Muppets movie. So yeah, she, she's, she's got a very uh, distinctive voice, I would say. You, mm-hmm. Usually you, you can identify her on, on ear sights. I agree. Yeah. yeah. She was in Tales from the Dark Side, so maybe someday we'll see her again. She was also in something called Transylvania 6-5000. I don't know what that could oh. possibly be. Well, that sounds interesting. I hope it's in the future. I hope that's the year. I hope so, too. Two tabloid reporters are sent to Transylvania to find the Frankenstein monster or get fired. Oh, They no. are laughed at there, but something suspicious is going on. Hmm, in Transylvania, of all places? You don't say. Starring Jeff Goldblum. Oh, I love Jeff Goldblum. Hmm, maybe it's worth a, a little peek there. She was recently in The Simpsons uh, in 2022 as something somebody named Blythe. And um, sure. she's in a TV series called Hunters uh, that has episodes from this year. So she's still working it. Still working it. Get it, girl. Yes. You love to see it. Next up, let's go with Donald, you know, our last real main <laughs> character here. Are you laughing at me because I said that stupid? You are, aren't you? I guess we can mosey our way to Brian Kerwin, who played Donald next. Brian here, he started his career back in 1977 with Logan's Run. Um, I can't say that I know this man. Like, usually I know people, but I haven't seen this person at all. You don't recognize him from BJ and the Bear? Nope. I also don't recognize him. He was in three episodes. He was in two episodes of St. Elsewhere. Probably because I've never seen either one of those. Oh, he was in Gold Diggers, The Secret of Bear Mountain. So it must be actual gold diggers, unlike what Tales from the Crypt gives us. <laughs> Let's see here. He was in Nip Tuck. I remember people talking about that when I was in high school. Desperate Housewives. Elementary. Law and Order, The West Wing. Yeah, and Law and Order Special Victim Unit. He was in a lot of stuff. You might recognize Nothing him I've from seen, 27 but... Dresses. A lot. <laughs> uh, yes, I read 27 Dresses. That's where I recognize him from. I guess that's it. I mean, that's our... He was in Grey's Anatomy for an episode, so I, I've seen him at some point, but... I don't know. That's our cast, you guys. Yeah, he's still working this decade, so good for him. All right. Brandon, you want to know what's next? What's for next week? Yes, please. All right. So next week we have an episode, season two, episode 12, called Fitting Punishment. Okay. That's that's a a fairly descriptive title. Yeah, somebody's getting punished. I don't know who. Let's find out here. So this reads, when funeral director Ezra Thornberry, ooh, so that is, you know, Thornberry's (laughs) uncle or something. Yeah, that's Nigel's dad. It's like one letter <laughs> off from Eliza Thornberry. <laughs> well, he gets his very polite young nephew, Bobby, as a roommate. He eventually learns his rude, harsh behavior towards him could be fatal. Oh, boy. Mm. A family drama. Could, could, could yes. be fatal is always like a misnomer. We know it's going to be fatal. Like, <laughs> you wouldn't say that. <laughs> it might have the opportunity to be fatal. We don't know. Hmm um do i i don't think i really recognize anybody in this episode though uh moses gunn teddy wilson nick latour i don't i don't think not, I know any of them. not ringing any bells i don't see eliza thornberry so uh-oh. 
But yeah, I, I do not know if she was active at this time. I think she was about two. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> well, you know what? We'll find out next week. Um, Adam, tell us a little bit more about your podcasts and where everybody can find you on social media. Oh, sure. Uh, so we mentioned Keenan and Kel with Adam and Aaron. You can find that at mm-hmm. Keenan Kel Podcast on uh, on, on Twitter and where most uh, all podcast areas that you can find them. Uh, I also have another show that you guys might be interested in called Finding Monster Rights. Uh, it's a, a I call it a horror comedy podcast where we take a monster from different piece of pop culture, uh, mythology, or literature, and we do like a comedy twist on them. I love that. Sounds great. We did episodes recently on how the uh, uh, Springheeled Jack could be the uh, the fifth Beetle because <laughs> <laughs> wow. he was last seen in Liverpool. Uh, we uh, had a one about unionizing the angry mob. <laughs> that usually you know, chases down Frankenstein and stuff. I love it. So yeah, it's a uh, if you want to to have some monster laughs, it's the place for it. Finding monster right. Do you do um like scripted with it or is it um improv? Improv. I love it. We do improv too sometimes. Very very rare. Oh, no, we don't. So, <laughs> we used to do a couple of improvs here and there. No, I love yeah, it. We... I, I I didn't hear about this podcast before, so I'll definitely have to follow you on uh, on Twitter and Instagram and stuff. Sounds like a yeah, lot of fun. That, that... That one's at Monster Right Pod. Now, I have listened to a couple of episodes of, of Keenan and Kel podcast, and uh, I think it's great. It's very similar to what we do, where you go through the episode line by line, and you laugh about it the entire way, and it's really great. So Yeah, we, we've been doing all kinds of experiments post uh, post our series. Instead of like going to all that, like uh, the direction you guys might take, mm-hmm. uh, it was the, uh, it's been writing our own episodes, and, um, you know, uh exploring like top i guess uh top moments of certain characters there's that whole keenan versus kel kind of drama of the early aughts that's uh we have a whole episode breaking down so yeah if you if you're interested in the deep lore of keenan and kel or just the regular episodes oh, everybody a, should a great be. show I, I just love it i mean it's so fitting so when we started doing the are you afraid of the dark podcast was in 2019 and then they started like announcing reboots of the series and um so we covered those of course as well and then we switched over to Goosebumps, and then as soon as we did Goosebumps, like they announced a new season on uh, Disney Plus or something. That's I don't know when mm. it's coming out. So yeah, you guys revived Keenan and Cal. There's gonna be a good burger too now, thanks to you guys. And uh, I'm here for it. No, I'm, I'm I'm happy that our efforts are are making a change in the world. Yeah, Keenan and Cal, they saw that you were doing the podcast, and they're like, "Shit, we got to give them new stuff to cover." So <laughs> let's do Good Burger too. And in my dreams, uh, it's the uh, it, it, you, you probably experienced <laughs> this. You go from a bit of a historian to like a like a news reporter and like covering the what's what's hot and happening. So. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we're kind of slow on that though. Like we didn't cover the reboot series until we were fully done with. Uh, the first seven seasons of Are You Afraid of the Dark? But mm. it came, you know, we, we covered all 104 episodes and all 72 Goosebumps and the movies. Yeah, yeah, it's it's tough because you, you you learn to love something and then you have to, like, see it with different, like, hats on. Yeah. It's like, oh, cool, Keenan and Cal, they're, like, mis- mischievous students going to Tia Tamara's school. <laughs> like, you know, that's not... <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I grew up with. That's, I don't believe it. You can definitely, uh, you know, I'm surprised that Keenan and Kel weren't in any episodes of Are You Afraid of the Dark? That would have been a lot of fun. Yeah, I think it might be the Canadian production. I don't know if there's, they crossed as many paths. Well, they did have T and Tamara in an episode. and uh, um, I, I take it back. It could have totally happened. It should have. <laughs> exactly, right? And I've, I've talked to, um, I did a, an interview with Eddie Robinson, who was in the tale of the Midnight Madness, and he he was actually in New York, and then he went oh. over to Canada to the episode. So, I mean, they did have a little bit. I mean, they had Bobcat in there and Gilbert Gottfried. So, like, anything's possible if Disney pays for it. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, if Nickelodeon pays for it. So. <laughs> if only for sure missed opportunity. Dan Schneider was probably like, "No, you can't have my Keenan and Kel." Yeah, I kept kept him locked away. <laughs> it's sad. <laughs> Fuck Dan Schneider. <laughs> yeah. Get that clown out of here. Oh, he's, God. He's, he's not the manager anymore at Good Burger 2. Oh, good. You know, like I said, we just covered Good Burger, and my big complaint with Good Burger was seeing Dan Schneider, because I actually really like him in that movie, but he's such oh. a garbage person. That's the part he's, that hurts, too. Yeah. yeah. Thankfully, he's not going to be in Good Burger 2. And if he is, nope. I'll sue. <laughs> Ed. <laughs> yeah. Ed's the manager now. Oh, spoilers. I love it. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> it makes I mean, sense. I mean, look, well deserved. Good Burgers is life. Right? 
I mean, it yeah, absolutely so. makes sense. So that that's great. I can't wait for Good Burger too, and I can't wait to hear you cover it. Oh, great! Yeah, no, we'll be as soon as it drops. We'll be doing our <laughs> our episodes on it. Nice, nice. Got to hit that Iron Wild Heart, right? Yeah, all the all, all the burger sizzling. <laughs> uh, but no Otis though. Otis was my favorite. Uh, Rest in peace, Otis. Uh, R.I.P. Abe Pagoda. I hope that they do something where they just have like you know like a memory of him at the fry stand or something. Yeah, no no more Spatch too. It's real. It's real sad. It's, hold on, hold on. Is Spatch dead? Uh, yes, unfortunately, <gasps> he's played by a, another comedian. Oh. Th- things happen in twenty five years, you know. Yeah, you're right. Well, anyway, you guys, I think I'm I'm all done here for uh, Judy is Not Yourself today. Adam, I just want to say thank you so much for joining us this week. I know it was really short notice, so I appreciate you waking up early on a Saturday Memorial oh, Day yeah, weekend sure. to come and record a podcast with all, us. All the other Saturdays in my in my life are going to be booked for like the next few months. So I said, eh, let's let's do it. Yeah, let's just go for it. And it turned out beautiful, especially after mm. post-editing. <laughs> all my fuck-ups are going to be out of there. There'll be bloopers. Anyway. But I'm I don't I've been up all night, you guys. I think I'm gonna hit the hay. Um, thanks again, Adam. I really appreciate it. But uh, Brandon, we'll be back next week for fitting punishment. Yes, we will. All right. Well, well, thank you guys for having me. My absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. Bye, everybody. Bye. Pleasant screams. Bye.